Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. We appreciate that you've chosen uh, our program. There's a lot out there. We know that. Great interview at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for Matt Schlapp from CPAC. We're going to talk a lot about what Republicans have to do, what conservatives have to do, what Trump's role is or isn't in the Republican Party, the conservative party, or the the America First movement. And by, by the way, there's nothing wrong with having an America First movement. Uh, movement. I've noticed that trending today is something that uh, Trump asked Rudy Giuliani to have somebody uh, seize all the election machines because he wanted to steal the election. That's the spin that we're getting from the left media. I will comment on that in just a little while. Plus, we've also got the response from uh, from Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who thinks that you're an idiot and he's the boss of you. And uh, I don't know, his response to this, to, to Maskgate. Carrie, are we calling it Maskgate? Uh, we could, I guess. We can call it Maskgate. Uh, his response to that, he kept on using the word ju- judicious. I, I, don't, I don't know why he kept on saying that, because I think that he thought that that would help him somehow. On a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. And we've got that for you coming up. Make sure you stick around. Whoopi gives an apology. She apologizes if you misunderstood her. Really. Taco. I've got my tacos, my radio. Uh Uh-huh. A little salsa, I'm ready to go. That's right. No enchilada, no cheesy nacho. Taco Tuesday, the Joe Pack Show. Taco. Taco Tuesday. Come on now, bring it. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Joe Batteriso, cause he's the boss. Uh-huh. Bean and cheese sparks. Wow. Harry Larky. February. Corn tartines You are no fun, man. I hate the song. Funless. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. Funless February. Come on. Taco. Uh huh. Taco. That's right. Taco. Let's go, Polo. What do you have? Taco. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, the question in the in the the chat room is: Does Polo like tacos? What is what a stupid question? Who doesn't like tacos? <laughs> now, let me ask you. Let me go down the line. Carrie, have you ever met anybody who doesn't like tacos? No. I have never in my life. (laughs) Polo, have you? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, what's not to like? Sam? Never. What a dumb question. Polo like tacos. Come on, man. Um, Tacos are awesome. By the way, I Mm -hmm. I don't eat tacos because you've either got the hard shell or you've got the soft taco, and I can't really eat the outer. I'm I'm going, you know, straight protein here, so I'm, I'm trying to... Lose that winter weight. I'm trying to lose the Christmas weight. So we're, we're doing that. But, uh, but Carrie, if you had to, gun to your head, softer or hard? Which one are you going oh, with, the, with the taco? I think soft. Polo? I, I don't like the hard shell tacos at all because I just, it's a mess. Sam? 50-50. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, I, I only go for the soft tacos. But I actually like the taste of the of the corn tortilla, the hard mm-hmm. tortilla, much better. I like the taste of it. I think it mixes with the other stuff better. But Polo's right; it's everywhere. This is true. Why can't they make it to where it doesn't it. shatter in your face? I don't think you can really. 
Maybe I'll invent that and just stop this whole, you know, this whole broadcasting gig. Mm, Do it. Go for that. Do it. The Pagzo. Pagzo. (laughs) Instead of the taco, I don't know. I go. Give me the Pagzo. No, that's dumb. No. I do. I prefer. What, do, you, do you guys follow what I'm saying though? That there, there's a there's a, a definitive taste of the of the hard shell corn tortilla that tastes great. Mm-hmm. But Polo's right. Soft. You got you got to bring a fork. Yeah, yeah. What? What are you laughing at, Polo? What? I was just thinking about where the taco goes afterwards. I don't. I don't want to know where it goes afterwards. I, the same. Mean, the, two same hours later? the same name as your your taco. Well, you you're calling it a pagzo now? Hey. Oh, yeah. You can't use my name like that. That's wrong. What if I started doing that? Let's let's dump it in the, in the polo. That wouldn't be very nice, would it? <laughs> but the other one kind of that would be kind of mean. I don't think it's. I don't think it's see, so, see, Carrie, try to do a little light something in, the, in hour three. What do I get from polo? Now my last name is is the toilet bowl or something. So. Okay. What's the matter with you? Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, for me, it's always going to be the soft taco, but I do prefer the taste. So, if you're out there listening. If you could figure out how to somehow make it adhere to itself longer and not fall apart in your hand, we might be onto something. I mean, do they have those? I know that they came out with the ones that can stand up on their own because already it's annoying because they, they fall over sideways if you put them down. So they've got some that are flat in the bottom, which is completely not even a taco. I don't know. No, that it, that's weird. Well, no. But they can stand up on their own. I mean, I get that. There but, are, I mean, there are the, the cheese ones that you can get them to where they're they're – Softer, or you can make them more like a hard shell taco, but they won't break exactly. Yeah, if you're like really a, going keto, you could do that. Yeah, because I because I've done. That. I've had the cheese. I've had the cheese tortillas. I've I've had those. Yeah, and they work well, but you get greasy. Your hands are all greasy because it's cheese. For God's sake, Sam, what do you think? Anything on this? I, I don't know. I mean, I really enjoy a hard shell taco because it's basically just nachos in your yeah, hand. Exactly right. But it does make a mess. But so do soft tacos. I mean, they're not not guilty. Mm, yeah, Sam, no, you're not eating them right. If you're making a mess out of soft tacos, <laughs> what are you doing? Depends on what taco you're talking about. What's going here. on with you? Yes, Polo. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but but the beauty of the, the soft taco is that if there is that mess that she's talking about, if there, if you have any, you know, the tortilla left, you can... Wipe it up. Yep. yep. Scoop it right up. That's, yep. I'm telling you, it's another benefit. It's another benefit. Thank God we just had the taco talk now that I'm not allowed to have them. <laughs> it is uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. A couple of stories that we want to follow up on. Number one, we've got to talk about um, Gavin Newsom. He's an idiot. You had Maskgate where he's taking pictures of everybody and their mother, and so is Magic Johnson at the SoFi Stadium for the big game, and, um, and, and nobody's wearing masks. And when asked about it, just like every leftist in this country, he's got this righteous indignation like he did nothing wrong whatsoever. How dare you? Uh, Carrie, fill me in on what he had to say. From the New York Post, California Governor Gavin Newsom, who posed maskless for a photo during the 49ers-Rams NFL game in defiance of a local mandate and the L.A. Stadium's own requirements, said he was otherwise very judicious about wearing it. And Newsom defended taking off his mask to take a photo Sunday with former L.A. Lakers star Magic Johnson in what appeared to be one of SoFi Stadium suites. I was very judicious yesterday, very judicious. And you'll see in the photo that I did take where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph and in my left hand's the mask and I took a photo. The governor said at a press conference Monday, according to the LA Weekly, the rest of the time I wore it as we all should, not when I had a glass of water or a thing. And I encourage everybody else to do so. And that's it, he added. Asked whether he should have reconsidered removing the face covering Newsom said, of course, adding I was trying to be gracious. I made a miss 
I was trying to be gracious. I took the mask off for a brief second. I encourage people to continue to wear them, KCRA reported. He almost said it. You lie. I made a miss. He said I was trying to be gracious. Guy's a liar. The guy's a liar. Um, first of all, a couple of things jump out there. I don't know Gavin Newsom. Don't care to know him. I've said it before. Good looking dude. Nice hair. Whatever. Uh, that must be why they're electing him in California. It's not for his policies. His policies suck. Um, he's in the Pelosi family, which already just smells to high heaven. But a couple of things that he said there really jump out at the unbelievable narcissism this guy must walk around with. First of all, he said, Magic Johnson was gracious enough to ask me for a picture. <laughs> Carrie, do you think Magic Johnson was asking him for a picture or the other I, way around? I really thought it was the other way around, actually. I could be wrong, but I would assume that. Talks about how judicious he was three times. And then he said, in the picture, you can see the mask in his left hand. Now, I've looked at the picture several times. In fact, I'm going to look at it again right now, and I'll show it to the people in the chat room. Um, if you're not in the chat room, JoePags.com, and uh, click on Watch Now. All right? I've got it on the Insta. The kids call it the Insta. I don't say the whole gram part. Um, you, you know, I'm, I'm hip. I'm hip like that. What's that? You aren't. You need to say the whole word. No, no. I say, I say Insta because I'm, I'm down with the people. You aren't. But, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm kind of down. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so, here it is. There's I'm looking no mask at his left, in hand. his left hand. Do you see a mask? No. Magic doesn't have a mask in his left hand. You can't see Newsom's right hand. Now maybe he but his met left hand his certainly right doesn't hand, have, but now he can't possibly have gotten it wrong. This is Gavin Newsom. The guy knows everything. Oh. You're very judicious mm, in it. Now hurt. maybe I'm missing something, but is there anybody in this picture who got a mask on? No. So was the blonde behind him? Was she thinking, you know, they're taking a picture. I better get my mask off. <laughs> Well, is she saying that too? I mean, I don't know. Probably not. The masks are there. Where? You just can't see it. Oh, they're just invisible. Well, it's magic. Ah, I get it. I see what you did. See, the, the magic man. Yes. yes, he made them go away for a second. Um, there, there's no mask to be seen anywhere, and nobody in this shot whatsoever. And you can see more people behind them in the same suite area who are not wearing masks. Clearly, the rich people in the suites were not required for some reason to wear a mask. And judicious, and when he took some water or a thing, I want to make sure I understand. His comment was, when I took a drink of water or a thing, I, I, I didn't have it, but then I wore it judiciously other than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did his comments make sense to you? I don't know, you're the, you're the journalist here. No, I don't know what he meant by a thing. I was just talking about maybe he was eating a taco, I don't know. And then, at the end, he says, and that's it. Like, I'm done answering questions about this. I'm Gavin Newsom. I don't have to talk to you about it. Look at him. You know, a couple of idiots not wearing masks. And listen, by the way, I'm not for wearing masks. I'm for people not wearing masks. And you might say, well, then why aren't you happy that they're not wearing masks? Because they literally are making everybody else wear them as they don't. That's my problem here. And I think that his answer was really ridiculous. Now, let's, let's go to Whoopi. Because Whoopi also, a nice update on Whoopi. She's decided that, that she is rethinking what she said about the Holocaust wasn't about racism. But her apology is sort of like the apologies that you would normally get. I think she says, I apologize if you misunderstood what I said, 
or something like that. And then she says, well, of course, it was it was about race and it was about people being mean to each other. F- fill me in, Carrie. What did she say? From the rap, Whoopi Goldberg apologized Monday night for comments she made on The View earlier in the day about the Holocaust, saying she was sorry for the hurt I have caused. Goldberg had drawn wide criticism for the remarks she made during the show panel's Hot Topics discussion as the host began discussing the banning of the graphic novel Mouse, which tells the story of author Art Spiegelman's father and his experience in German concentration camps with Jews depicted as mice and Nazis as cats. Let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No, it's not about race, she said. It's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. And by mid-evening, Goldberg had apologized in a brief statement posted to Twitter. On today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it. It's both. As Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. The Jewish people around the world have always had my support, and that will never waver. I am sorry for the hurt I have caused. Written with my sincerest apologies, Whoopi Goldberg. All right, so she didn't say, I apologize if you misunderstood me or something like that. She actually does make what sounds like a real apology. My problem is that when she was saying it on The View, she was so vehement about it. It wasn't about race. It wasn't about race. Then she's arguing with um, with Joy Behar, who they always get along. Then she's arguing with, uh, with Anna Navarro. They always get along. And she's like arguing with all of her co-hosts about the fact that it wasn't about race. Now, it does, it does bear mentioning. And I get good on her for apologizing. But, you know, I would rather apologize because I got something completely wrong factually, as in, you know, two plus two is six, and I really, really was firm about it was six, and it's easily provable that it's not. But how can somebody at her age, uh, Carrie, I don't know her age, and, and I'm, I don't think that I'm out of line if I say she's 60 or 65. She's probably around there. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can find out. I'm not sure. But okay. All right, so so here she is. Uh, let's let's give her the, the low end. Let's say sixty, and I think she, I think you're right. She's probably older than that. Here's somebody who's lived that 66, long. Sixty-six, yeah. Sixty-six. There you go. She's sixty-six years old. She's lived that long, and she doesn't realize until today that the Holocaust was about the master race exterminating anybody who didn't look like them. I mean, how did she, how does she not know that? And what's really bothers some, and it's again, it's worthy of mentioning. Her name, Whoopi Goldberg, according to Wikipedia, that can be wrong. Whoopi is from Whoopi Cushion, because the fart sound makes you laugh, I guess. And Goldberg is allegedly either because she just felt like taking that name or her family told her, you'll never make it in Hollywood unless you've got a Jewish name. She's not Jewish. There is no history of Israel or Judaism in Whoopi Goldberg's past. In fact, again, according to Wikipedia, they did a DNA test. And it turns out that she is almost completely um, African in heritage, which one would assume. So here she is walking around with a Jewish name that she somehow took on. And we've all accepted her as Whoopi Goldberg for 40 years. And we never really had a problem. Who doesn't understand what the Jews went through in, in Nazi Germany? So again, the apology as you read it sounds sincere to me. Yeah. But it can't really be sincere if you're 66 and you just now figured it out. Go ahead. What are you saying? And in this woke culture, why isn't she canceled? Why does she still have a job? Because she's not Roseanne. Because she's black. Hmm. And because she's liberal. It's a great question. And on social media today, Roseanne was brought up. Roseanne created the characters in the show Roseanne. Was the star of the show Roseanne. Made millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars for ABC back in the 80s 
and was going to make a bunch more money for them now until they killed her off for making one tweet. The tweet was about Valerie Jarrett and it was a racist tweet or a racially charged tweet. And I talked to Roseanne directly because we follow each other on the Twitters. And I said, did you know that, that Valerie Jarrett was black? She said, I had no idea. So that wasn't enough. Roseanne Barr is off of her own show. They killed her on her own show. And she's been relegated to whatever club she can find to go perform in and can't do any TV. Allegedly, Michelle Obama called ABC and had her canceled. That somehow is more egregious than what Whoopi Goldberg said, which is stunning. I'm not not here to say cancel Whoopi Goldberg. I'm actually here saying you shouldn't have canceled Roseanne. And then today, they tried to double down on Whoopi's nowhere near as bad as this white person because they brought up Mel Gibson again today on social media, who, of course, said things about Jews in Hollywood probably 10, 15 years ago now. So this is the, the culture in which we live. It's a great question. Why isn't she canceled? If you're going to cancel one, you got to cancel both. If you mm-hmm. don't cancel both, you shouldn't have canceled the one. In fact, ABC, the same network that does The View, is where Roseanne was. They should rehire her. She came back from the dead. Because you got to be consistent or else you're somebody who's a, a, a hypocrite and, and a contrarian and you, you can't be trusted. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Your thoughts on this, this turnabout, because it isn't fair at all when we come back. Stay here. Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. It is the Joe Pag Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Lots going on, lots to get to. Should probably start a new segment called, um, The Left Just Doesn't Get It. Let's see. The Left Just Doesn't Get It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could be something like that. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, so Jane Saki was on some stupid show. And Jen Psaki, for those who don't know, is uh, the White House press secretary, and she's really, really good at lying. So she's talking to somebody. I don't know who she's talking with. It might have even been on The View. I don't know. But she, she says how she's got four TV screens in her office, and um, she's always monitoring like CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, and Fox News. And she thinks she's making a good point about how badly Fox News is covering what's really important out there. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had that we had on all the TVs, right? Which Mm -hmm. is on my TV right now. So right now, just to give you a sense. So CNN, Pentagon, as many as 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean? Right. Um, so there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is she thinks that what she said was poignant and a good point. Soft on crime is equal in consequences in our communities. People are dying. Crime is through the roof and there's no end in sight. She thinks it's funny and shouldn't be covered. But she does think that we should be covering 8,500 troops getting ready. Fox News somehow did badly by 
by Jen Psaki because they dared cover the fact that being soft on crime is bad. Keep it here for Match Lab. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Uh, really glad to have this young man back. He, of course, is uh, Match Lap. He is uh, the guy who's the man at CPAC. He's also a guy who's got a brand new book coming out, The Desecrators, Defeating the Cancel Culture Mob and Reclaiming One Nation Under God. Matt, good to see you again, man. How are you? Great to be with you, Joe. We're doing great. We're getting ready for CPAC. Let's talk about, uh, I know the book doesn't come out until the, till the end of the month, but let's talk about what's, what's happening in this country and how it appears to me that people are waking up. And here's what I mean. When you've got Spotify and, and Neil Young and now Graham Nash today, people my daughters have never heard of, to be honest with you. They, they just haven't. Um, who think they've got leverage against a guy like Joe Rogan or people who are conservative like you and me. They think they've got leverage because they at one point in their lives did a really good song and people liked it. People seem to be waking up, Matt, to where they're going, well, I don't know who these people are, but I want to hear all the information on COVID. I want to hear all the information on treatments. Are you seeing what I'm seeing or, or am I misreading it? Yeah, so I don't you remember when uh, we were young enough and some of us went to college and they had something called academic freedom, yes. which was this doctrine where everybody should be allowed to speak and they were the liberals of their time and the liberals of our time have adopted fascism, which is you're not allowed to speak your mind. We will tell you what you must think. We will tell you what you must say. And they're telling our kids the same thing. And how ironic, Neil Young, a great rock and roll icon whose song Keep On Rockin' in the Free World right. has now turned into You Will Rock When I Tell You You Can Rock. It, it's stunning. Chairman of the American Conservative Union, it's Matt Schlepp. You're right. He's got 15 songs that are anti-government, 15 songs that are anti-fascism, anti-centralized control. And here he is on the government side. But I mean, let's go to my industry. Howard Stern was the guy that a guy like me looked at years ago and said, wow, we do have free speech. Wow, you can buck the system. You can tell government, get out of my business. I'm going to express myself the way that I want. Yet he wants people kicked out of the NFL or kicked out of the NBA if they won't get the jab. It's really, it's a bizarre old world. What do, you, what do you think that's all about? Is it because they've gotten older and they're afraid to lose what they've accrued? What could it possibly be? You know, I, I don't know, but I will say this, that yesterday's liberal is today's conservative. Right. Yesterday's liberal is today's fascist. They always say conservatives are the fascists and they're wrong. Conservatives are actually the open-minded, tolerant people who want to let people decide how to live their own lives. Uh, yesterday's liberal is today's socialist who wants to send you your uh, prepackaged beliefs in a book and you must follow it exactly or you're going to get in trouble. And when it comes to this question of the virus, I think a lot of people have bought into this idea that the federal government knows best how to dictate our health care, and, uh, and it's completely contrary to the facts where it's doctors treating patients out there sometimes in the middle of flyover country who have discovered these therapeutics like ivermectin, who have discovered the, the truths of how different variations of the virus are impacting their patients. And I say, let's listen to the doctors treating patients. The last time uh, Dr. Fauci has a 
had a patient was probably sometime early in the last century. <laughs> it's, it's Matt Schlapp. Go to cpac.conservative.org. That's the website. The new book is coming out. Matt, can they pre-order it now? Yeah, please. If, you, if you're so willing, uh, I won't dictate to you what you must read, but if you want to read it, <laughs> go get it. It tells the story. The Desecrators is a, is a book that tells the story of me sitting in my home office for the last two years watching our country be destroyed. Everything that was good and holy and truthful in this country was attacked by the left. And I watched in horror, and it tells the story of not only living through it, but the steps we can take today to take our country back. Uh, Matt, for years, uh, people like you and our good friend Sean Hannity and I and Rush Limbaugh and so on fought hard to stop the idea of something like Obamacare. We fought very, very hard against that. And John McCain, who lied in his campaign saying he would repeal Obamacare, yes. actually killed the repeal that really could have happened. Do you think that was a precursor to what we're seeing now? Because you and I don't believe the government knows better than our doctors. We know that. Your wife, who we love having on the program as well, Mercedes, your children, my children, my wife, we don't believe the government knows better than the corner doctor we've gone to for 15 years. But Obamacare told us the government can take over health care. The government should be advising you on what you should and shouldn't get. A 29-doctor uh, panel can decide, oh, you're too old to get that hip replacement or you're too young to worry about cancer. When we used to go to the medical facility, and our, and our good friend, our neighbor, the doctor. Do you think that was the precursor? Is that what set up the younger generation to believe that government has a say and whether I should get a jab in my arm? Yeah, and this whole idea that uh, contraception would be free, you know, they moved, the left moved from this idea that contraception should be a legal option to the fact that we had to pay for it all. And then it moved into this idea that Obama would have, you know, it sounded so good certain health benefits available to every American. Well, right. one of those benefits was you could get a sex change operation, okay? That was in the bundle of goods that would be mandated into every healthcare policies. And that has morphed into this idea of the attack on gender and pushing this idea of gender confusion on all of our kids. You know, there's no truce with the left. You would have thought with the left, you could say, okay, you know, uh, maybe some conservatives don't think that they should pay for everyone's contraception, but it should be legal. Let's come up to an agreement on that and move forward. But instead, they mandate these things right. and they mandate this idea that it's abnormal to believe that children are born uh, male and female. And they just they will never stop pushing this chaos. And that's what it is. It's nihilism. It's chaos. There is no truth. There's only my truth, to quote Oprah Winfrey. And right. what that creates is havoc for our kids and a lot of unhappiness. Look at the opioid deaths up something like 45% in our country. Crime is up. All of these things are up because human beings in this country are less happy with all of this chaos. Chairman of the American Conservative Union, it is uh, Matt Schlapp, and we always appreciate you coming on. Matt, I want to present to you something that I've said on my show many, many times. Back in 2010, when Obama was in office, uh, the Republicans said, just give us the House, man, we'll stop him. We gave him the House. In 2014, they say, give us the Senate, man, we'll stop him. We gave him the Senate. Dude, in 2016, if you give us the presidency, we will stop him, and we will, we will uh, uh, I don't care how many times Nancy Pelosi circles the wagons, she cannot be effective if we have the House, the Senate, and the presidency, something that we had for two years, then we gave it up. Matt, you know what they're saying to me again now? Hey, give us the House and we'll stop him. It, it's like this circular thing. I mean, do we have enough real backbone 
and bravery on the Republican side, the conservative side, should we give back the House, which we should easily this year, or the Senate, which we could still this year, and maybe the presidency in 24? Can we ever do what they promised? Because the Republicans aren't good at circling the wagons and sticking to their truth, as you just said. Well, the Republican Party without Trump is a party that believes that they should advocate for their values some of the time. Right. And what Trump demonstrated is that we should push everything every day, all of the time. And so this is the big question. I, I have the same concern. I, I want to stop the socialists, which is what the Democratic Party has become. And I want to give the Republicans their chance. But they have to push our values all of the time, not some of the time. They can't tell us, well, it's a bad year to push for this or for that. Like, maybe we'll do that in the future. Look at the question of abortion. We've been having this conversation for 50 years uh, and the Republicans all along the way never kind of felt like it was the right time to advocate right. uh, for this. And now we're going to see what the Supreme Court's going to do. But I worry that that same Supreme Court might say the same thing, which, boy, this is very radical. The idea of letting states determine their own policies on abortion. The fact is, is Donald Trump showed us, even though a lot of us questioned in the beginning what kind of president he would be, would he be conservative? He pushed for these values all the time. If the Republican Party doesn't do it this time, Joe, they're kaput. They're done. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll pass them over. No, I agree with you. Um, and by the way, he was more conservative by the numbers than Ronald Reagan was. So he That's turned right. out to be even better than you and I were hoping. It's Max Schlapp. Get his book, The Desecrators. It's available for pre-order now, Defeating the Cancel Culture Mob and Reclaiming One Nation Under God. I literally have had politicians on my show, Matt, who have said, because I'll call them out. Hey, when you ran for election, you said you would do this. Well... What you say when you're running a campaign and what you can actually do once you get there, there are different bags. Trump didn't realize that that was the case. Trump said, I'm going to do, I'm going to move the, the, the embassy to Jerusalem and recognize that as the capital. And he did that, although 12 previous presidents said they would. They never did. He said, I'm going to cut regulations. I'm going to cut taxes. We're going to bring manufacturing back. We're going to, we're going to tell Russia you're not going to sell oil to the people that we're protecting from you in the EU. He did everything he said he would do. And, and that got both sides of the establishment mad, didn't it, Matt? I mean, they both said, wait a second, oh, yeah. you're supposed to lie in the campaign and not do any of it. What are you doing? Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times uh, Donald Trump got the advice from a lot of smart people uh, to kind of like press the brakes, don't really go there. And he still did it. And it earned him the love of the base of the, uh, the Republican Party, but all these independent voters as well. And this is the real question, whether Donald Trump runs for president uh, again or not, I, I don't have the answer that's in his own mind, but we got to get somebody in there who's, if it's not Donald Trump, someone who has that same ethos that if we care about these things, we fight for him every day. You know, I don't really like Nancy Pelosi, but I respect her. She is going to push the most left-wing policies constantly at all times. It's what she is. It's what she stands for. How about a Republican counterpart that will do the same thing? Imagine that. It's Matt Schlapp. Make sure you go to cpac.conservative.org. Matt, I appreciate you coming on. Let, let, me, let me ask you about that. Donald Trump is still the, the leader of the Republican Party. There's no doubt. I don't really care what any you know, Republican says that happens to be in the House or the Senate. He's the guy. When you can draw 50,000 or more, depending on the overflow, in Conroe, Texas, for God's sakes, the biggest <laughs> political rally ever in the history of Texas, that huge state where I sit right now. I mean, that's saying something. He's got the drawing power. And 
we're seeing a guy who's who's occupying the Oval Office right now, who's a, a a figment of who he used to be. He's a shell of a guy. Ron Klain is running it, or Obama's running it. Somebody else is running the joint in Washington. With all that in mind, Donald Trump, if he should run again, I think would win very easily. Is that why they're doing the January 6th commission? Is that why they did impeachment twice? They're that afraid of him yeah. if he runs again? It's, it's a big taxpayer-funded oppo research plan to push more allegations against Donald Trump. It's essentially the third impeachment. Everything in this 1-6 committee has nothing to do with security of the Capitol. It has nothing to do with domestic terrorism. Terrorism. It has 100% to do with stopping Trump. And I think the Republicans who are involved, Liv Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, their careers are over. The Republicans who voted for impeachment, their careers are over. The Republican Party decided uh, a long time ago that they like this leadership of Donald Trump. Now, it's an open question about who will be the nominee in 2024 and whether Donald Trump runs. But this 1-6 committee and their desire to push Donald Trump off the stage, it's boomeranging. And it's actually making this conservative coalition grow in power. And I think the results in November will be overwhelming. CPAC is coming up this month, cpac.conservative.org. Matt, what can people expect if they actually go? What can they expect if they check it out on, on the live streams? What should people look forward to? Conservatives have a lot. We have a lot of wind behind our backs right now. Hopefully we can yeah. keep it going. Yeah, well, first of all, there's going to be a lot of kids there, a lot of students. And people always say, oh, the young people have turned against conservatism. It's not true. The second thing is, it, we, we use the word conservatism, but it's really just Americanism. It's Americans who love America, exactly. love America's founding, love our founding documents, believe it's a force for good in the world. And I think if you want a shot in the arm, not the one that's not a forced booster, that's right. but a shot in the arm uh, about patriotism and what makes America great, uh, and a crash course over four days and what's going right in America, you ought to come to CPAC if you're... If you feel a little down and you feel like you're stuck in your house and you're watching television or reading things that make you sad, come to CPAC. Get pumped up and let's take back this country. We've got to do it. The Desecrators is the name of the book. You can pre-order it now. It's Max Schlapp. Defeating the cancel culture mob and reclaiming one nation under God. Matt, I could talk to you for three hours about, about the future of this country and about how steeply we believe in this country. And you're right. It's about America love. But if you say that, yes. you're somehow a xenophobe. You're somehow a racist. You're somehow a misogynist. They've really won the messaging with the younger crowd. But you're right. When Turning Point shows up and Campus Reform shows up and you actually do see young people that get it, how great this nation is. That's why I love CPAC every single time. Dude, can we do this again very soon? Anytime, Joe. Thank you, and God bless America. God bless America. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hi, right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate Matt Schlapp stopping by. Make sure you check out CPAC coming up this month. A little more clarification on the Whoopi stuff. And actually, Paulo found this. And this is what I thought I heard earlier. And, uh, and then, Carrie, you had the official apology, which was a real apology. And I, I gave her kudos for that. Although, you know, you're 66 years old. You should know what the Holocaust is about. But it turns out she, she wasn't as apologetic on Colbert. 
So we'll get into that in a second because I knew that I heard it somewhere that she was apologizing. I'm sorry if you misunderstood me, but then she stood by what it was that she said on The View and knowing that that was a complete screw up, ABC probably made her apologize for real again. And that's the one that you ended up having. So we'll have that in a second. Let me tell you in the meantime about Omaha Steaks. Cooking, grilling with family or friends. If you're doing that, why would you go to the, to, to the grocery store? Why would you go wait in those big long lines? I saw a big long line. For the, for the curbside the other day. Why not just have it delivered right to your doorstep from Omaha Steaks? They've been doing it right for over 100 years. Family owned and operated. OmahaSteaks.com is the website. Go there right now. Enter my keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S. Put that in the search bar. Click on search. Order the Heartland Favorites package today. You'll save over 50%. Plus, you're going to get four lean pork chops and four extra juicy chicken breasts free with your order. Every order is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee and safely delivered to your doorstep, as I said. For a limited time, they're also offering a special game day package. You can share it. You can enjoy it. Visit omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS, in the search bar. Click on search. Take advantage of this, these exclusive offers. Go there right now. Don't hesitate. They end up running out of some of these specials if you don't get in on this early. So again, omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS, in the search bar. omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS. Do it right now. Start saving some money. All right, so I knew that I heard something about Whoopi Goldberg um, not really sounding very apologetic. And then the official apology, Carrie, that you read, she was. Very, I'm very sorry for who I heard. I'm very sorry that I said it. But it turns out she was on with Colbert. And, Paula, what did she say? I mean, there, there's just all kinds of things here. I mean, she's saying something about that she was upset um, that, um, that people misunderstood what she was saying. So, Carrie, that's where I got the, I'm sorry if you misunderstood me. Okay, and I have another story. She was on The View today, and she addressed it at the very beginning of the show. Uh, Yesterday on her show, I misspoke. I tweeted about it last night, but I want you to hear it from me directly. She said, I said something I feel a responsibility for not leaving unexamined because my words upset so many people, which was never my intention. I understand why now, and for that, I am deeply, deeply grateful because the information I got was really helpful, and it helped me understand some different things. I mean, as if she didn't know. She was acting as an authority yeah. yesterday when she was talking about this on The View. She goes on cold bear, double, double downs on it, or doubles down on it, and then decides that, oh, crap, because ABC, I'm sure, said, you better fix this, puts out a tweet, and then backs up the tweet today on The View. The whole thing is screwed up. The bottom line is this. Here's the bottom line. Whoopi Goldberg should know better at 66 years old, and for her to be stealing a Jewish name as it is already, um, on The View, saying something dumb about what the Holocaust wasn't in her mind, she deserved to be called out. And I, now, at this point, I don't know that I do accept her apology. Pop culture. Bip. Dirty pop. All right, Paula, what do you have for me? So I think this was last year uh, where Simon Cowell had, uh, oh, actually it was in August 2020, where he was on a, an e-bike, you know, an electric bicycle, and he had a, a big crash and he had like hurt his back. And, and Yeah, I remember like, that. Well, this past Thursday, he was on his e-bike and he crashed again. Come and, on, man. Yeah, he broke some bones. Uh, they said he broke his left arm and uh, braz- badly bruised his cheek, and he may have also suffered a concussion. Yeah, maybe he can stop it now with the e-bike. How about that? That's what I'm thinking. All right, that's Polo. That's Kerry. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.